and welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Uh, welcome back once again. I am your host, Sean German. Uh, unfortunately, my brother Brian cannot join us tonight, uh, but in his place, I have two wonderful hosts that will help us get us get us through uh, this night, this uh, fifth night of Hanukkah um, with us. Uh, the We have the supervisor of podcast operations. It's Liz Whitaker. <laughs> Hi. That's me. Hi. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining us, with Liz. Um, and also with us uh, is all the way from uh, from Mogwai Minute and Way to Dune Minute. Um, it's uh, George. Uh, sorry, excuse me, Doctor George Podcaster, PH Discord. That's, I love that. That's good. That's good. I, although I did figure out for you, Sean, um, when Brian is not here, you need to have a bit a small moment of um, you know sadness and call it the Bry Cry. The Bry Cry. Yeah. Like, Listen, yeah. we both know uh-huh. he's not here because he looked at the recording schedule and was like, there's not enough brisket in the world for me to come to this Hanukkah Night Five. Enough. Not with these two. No. Uh, no, there's only so much brisket to go around. So um we've, we've got unless it. you're he Jewish, took it and ran. Last... He was like, I'm not sharing it with those. Oh, two. that's why you don't have enough. He took it and left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after right after the recording, we kinda we'll, we'll keep it quick tonight because right after we're done, I gotta I'm gonna get hot on that trail. I got to hunt them down. Brian, Brian yeah. risked it for the brisket. Risked it for the brisket. You're just, yeah, you're a poet tonight. I love it. I love it. He definitely knows it. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. So, so we're here. We're here tonight to discuss uh, from uh, from December thirteenth, twenty eleven. This is season one, episode nine of New Girl. The episode is titled "The Twenty Third." Um, comes after the twenty third of December, which is when this. Uh, when this episode takes place, um, which is a little bit off. So in 2011, Hanukkah started on December 20th. So the 23rd would have been the fourth night. Um, oh. But the schedule didn't quite. I had a, another you know, another great show that I had lined up to talk about for the fourth night. So we're doing this the fifth night. Um, but this way we can look back. Though it actually goes past midnight. We'll, we'll get there at the end. But it goes into. Yeah, it, it bridges um, the gap. So I think you might be on gap, something. So, um, yeah. So um be uh, before we get started, one, I'll, I'll ask my guests, um, Liz and George, what is your history with uh, with New Girl and with this episode in particular? Had you seen this before? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. So my history with New Girl is I started watching it in the beginning and then I fell off of it, and so I would always be like, oh, you know what? I need to get caught up on New Girl, so I'm going to start watching it from the beginning again to kind of get caught up, so I have my backstory. And then mm-hmm. I would forget about it and then fall off a couple of seasons in. And so I have seen season one probably half a dozen times or more. Um, the first half of season one, probably a two dozen times or more. It's been it's been a while. So I've seen this episode a lot, like all of it, basically, until uh, um, Schmidt tries to um, white fang Cece, uh, basically in the middle of season one. <laughs> <laughs> you white fanging me right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, and Liz, you, you, you sound familiar with this episode. Yes, I have seen the entire series twice, at least. And then there's episodes that I've seen. Weird uh, Megan Fox years, year, season. Yeah, she was in the season. Uh, she she plays a character named Reagan. Uh, so they, she was Megan. easy for her to know who they were talking to. Um, yeah. But uh, I've also, I saw a few episodes, I think, at a friend's house beforehand. I think, like, the one where Jess goes through a car wash, maybe. That seems to stick out as something I saw before I saw the show. Mm-hmm. I definitely binged through it twice. And uh, fun fact, 
current boyfriend was an extra in an episode of New Girl. Wow. Ooh. There you go. I should have gotten him on the show. show. Oh, go ahead. No, if you if uh, we take this actually... recording long enough, he might pop he might just pop in. He might be like, hey, by the way, uh, right. I was on New Girl. Um I actually have a friend yeah. who's an esthetician in LA and um the all redhead who keeps recurring on the show. She's Susan Sarandon's daughter in real life, but she's the office mm-hmm. worker with Schmidt that like is always out to get him. And like, they're, yeah, she's uh, done a couple of facials on her before. And that was okay. my okay one okay, upper. I'm not one up in, but I, I mean, he was on the show, <laughs> but I just have a related story that happens to involve you know, a character on the show. Okay. No, we, we like, we like, uh, we like connections. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of like with George on this. Like I started watching the show when it was first on the air. I think I, uh, yeah, I kind of lost it. I think around season five, like somewhere in the middle of that Reagan season. Um, for some reason, I just didn't keep up with it or I stopped watching and I never went back. Um, so I really never, yeah, I don't with think the I've flow seen. Chemistry when uh, Jess is not there or she is okay. riding in a scooter because she's actually pregnant, but is no one wants yeah. to show that she's pregnant. So when they mm-hmm. try to do those workarounds, it gets real weird, real weird. And it just, the, the flow and the, the energy is not there. I just send her to jury duty. <laughs> That's the, right. the reason she yeah. was not there, very creative, yeah. but the lack of her was definitely yeah. impacted on the quality of the show. Watching this yeah. episode today, though, I just reminds me so deeply of my new roommate, Promise. Just the way she moves and flails around. And loves cute small animals. I, I feel like I live with 23-year-old Midwestern, uh, even like religious Jess. Uh, if religious so, you, you, you have this connection. Out of all of the roommates, who do you identify with the most? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm Nick. Okay. I figured. I just wanted to throw it out there. So <laughs> no, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? I think I've grown beyond Nick. I think I'm You're Winston more of a now. now? I'm more oh, of a Winston now. Schmidt. Really? I don't know about that. Okay. All right. Now, listen, let's, it's, your, it's your perception. It's your choice. I just feel yeah. like... See, now, Winston's now, I think definitely George... the weirdest. Yeah. Yeah, Liz is a Winston. George is definitely a Schmidt. Yes. Yeah, I'm not nearly as OCD as him. Yeah, that's something Schmidt would say. You nearly think I am? Have your moments. All right, but, so uh, yeah, okay, let's, fine. I'll, let's... I'll, I'll take Schmidt, whatever. <laughs> There you go. We, we mean it with love, mostly. Um, so let's get into the episode. So we, we open on, uh, we're in the apartment with uh, Winston Schmidt and Nick, and they're wearing Jess's holiday gifts, um, which are roller skates, and they're skating around. For some reason, Nick is wrapping up uh, tax as a gift for his 12-year-old nephew. Uh, oh. Schmidt is, is complaining about being sexy Santa for, uh, you know, because he's the only guy in his office. And we actually, we get our first mention of Hanukkah right off the bat, uh, where Schmidt mentions uh, he doesn't like Christmas because one, it means all his friends are leaving as they fly off or they go off to visit their families. And also Christmas means Hanukkah is over. Is that true Even though every it's, year? It's not true no, every year, is it? It's actually, yeah. So on so this year, uh, 2022, Hanukkah actually ends on Christmas. There you go. Um, the last so, episode. So it's kind of like a floating holiday, yeah. you know, kind of shifts based on, you know. Him. Yeah, it's not, you know, with the lunar calendar, it moves around. And actually, the year this aired in 2011, as I said, 
uh, Hanukkah started the, on the 20th. So this was like right in the middle. Christmas, well, I guess towards the end. You know, Christmas was in the midst of Hanukkah. So usually so it's it, over by Christmas, but not always. Not always. That's what happens when you let a lot of Gentiles write about Jews. I know, right? Yes. They just sort yeah. of like slap the Hanukkah brush out of everything. That blue silver we paint. Try. Just Is this writer Jewish? We try, but we're just yeah. not good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I know the writer's name is Donna Carey. I don't know much about him, but that doesn't really sound like a Jewish name. Yeah, probably not. There's Max Greenfield. What was he doing? Yeah, uh, he should have been a consultant at least. He had to say the, he had to say the lines. <laughs> Judaism, I guess, son. I guess it's it's episode nine, season one. Everybody's still trying to just keep their job. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's still early. Um so we kind of we set up a couple plot lines. So mentioned, you know, we've got the holiday party, which is going to figure in. Schmidt next, you know, mentions playing the, the you know the sexy Santa. Um, Nick mentions he's got a four a.m. flight, so he's got to fly home for uh, uh, for Christmas. And then uh, Jess comes in and says, "Oh, we need to go to the mall. She's got to figure out what to get Paul." Um, that's going to be another plot line. Jess Paul relationship. I forgot who Paul was until Nick called him Genslinger later. And I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Jess starts calling him Genslinger too after they break up. That, oh, that's, yeah. Paul Genslinger. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah. Spoilers for the show that aired in 2011. If oh, you have if just an episode, stop right now. Go watch the episode. Maybe yeah. he comes back, whatever. She doesn't end up with him in the end. Doesn't sure. really ruin yeah. the story. You don't know how they get there. Oh, it's all about the journey. Streaming on something. Is it on Netflix? I think is it on Netflix? I should, you know, I probably should have been saying it's for the Netflix. listener what uh where they can find the shows yeah, we, that I'm talking about. We and all definitely watched it legally on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We definitely watched it legally on Netflix. But you know what? I'll be posting on social media. Yeah, so it's streaming on Netflix. You can buy it on Amazon or Apple TV or Google. Um or no, no not all seasons. But um I will have posted on social media before the before we start sending out the episodes. I'll be posting what episodes we're going to be talking about and where you can find them. So listeners, just go back in time and look at that and then watch the episode and then come back in time to the present and listen. A lot of time travel. Be responsible with it. Don't step on any butterflies. Yes. Yes. Well, watch out for those butterflies. Um, so then jumping forward, um, we, we head to the mall. Um, so we've got Jess and Nick. Uh, talking about what what she should get Paul, um, and you know it's early in the relationship. And I do like this episode. I don't. I'm pretty sure I would have seen this when it was first on. Um, like I said, I watched from the first season, but I don't remember it. But they do a pretty good job of catching you up if you haven't watched the show or you don't remember. They mentioned that Jess and Paul have been going out for one month. Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. this Which is such an a- interesting episode in the fact that there are some moments in here that stick out, but overall, I feel a lot of the episode is kind of on the forgettable side. Well, I think it. I think it's actually there's some good character development or character establishment. Jess, she just got out of this really long relationship mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. Spencer Dingus who done her wrong, Big and bitch. this is like her first boyfriend since then and she doesn't just like rebound emotionally too hard because he's she takes her uh, time. It's spoilers for you know the next act after the commercial break uh, he professes his love for her after a month chill out my dude 
Yeah, I know, um, right? Genslinger. Whew. And Jess is and like, I like she's honest and says she can't isn't can't say the say say it back and not to him. She's not honest to him. She's honest to Nick at the mall. Not at the mall. Yeah, because her feet are pointing at. Yeah, her, but um. But she, I think it's important to establish that Jess isn't just looking to find a man to marry and like settle down. She's actually she's willing to be on her own and wait and like find actual love. She also yeah. doesn't want him to think he's using she's using him for his body. Which like very just thing. If you've seen Justin Long, you know that that's gonna be a real hard sell. She's definitely one hundred percent Definitely using him first body. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sure. Not sure. <laughs> opposite of that. You can that. say it all you want to, Jess, but you're a liar. You don't know what he's packing. You don't know what's going I mean, on. It's true. Know. She I did say they say, were having hot rock and sex. It's, it's yeah. really, it's this first season, like I said, I've seen it a lot. So I've had a chance to distill it down a little bit. And the literal highlight of the entire first season, there's 23 episodes in this first season, is mm-hmm. their um, sex scene. Or they're talking at each other like Jimmy Stewart and the old timey radio lady. <laughs> and, and she's wearing the underwear on top of her underwear. They're like, oh, young man, young man. And it, I literally cannot. There's, it's so funny. Every time I watch it, it gets me the same. It's, it's too good. It's too good. So um, that's the season one highlight for me right there is the, uh, that little aspect of their dynamic. Yeah. That is. <laughs> That is good. I think it good. That's, that's a, good, a good job of. So it's setting up Jess, but we also get, um, you know, the other characters as well. We kind of get, we get, a, you know, they kind of set up the, the Schmidt CC dynamic. I think yeah. we get a good idea of what Winston's about. Um, Nick is just kind of the, the comic relief, and I don't know if he grows much over the course of the series. Yeah, he's not really a, like a point in this. He's more of a catalyst for other bits, but he's not really. Mm-hmm. The only thing we get from him is like he always misses his flight to go home for Christmas to visit his family. Yeah, which how do you miss a four a.m. flight? Uh, well, easily. We'll Jesus. get to that later. So easy. Um, so easy. So easy. Be Nick. Uh, yeah. So uh, I was go ahead. So. Jumping ahead, after they leave the mall, we see them in a car. They're, they're, I guess, I assume they're just driving from the mall. Um, and uh, just takes them through, which I'm not I'm trying to figure out where they're going because they live in Manhattan. So I don't know where they went shopping, but somehow between the mall in, and home. They live in Manhattan. They live in Long Beach. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Why do you think this happened in New York? This is an LA. You had to be kidding me. This entire show sure. is set in LA for so oh, hard California. For they go to New York for a series of episodes because that's where Schmidt's from. And they have a crossover with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I never saw that. They Wait. have to travel to New York to do that. They this is a California show. Were they always okay? Apparently, always, a long time. You, Apparently long I'm the only one that's actually seen every is, episode. This is absolutely an LA. They must cover that in a later season. I might, maybe I stopped watching when we when they got to that point where they actually. I think it might be okay. You know what? Or maybe I just in literally I just wasn't pilot, paying enough attention for some Literally, reason, at the fucking... end of the pilot, when they go to her like her house with Spencer to pick up stuff, if you can watch that and think that's New York, okay, you have never been anywhere. That might also explain why it's not 
too cold. Why they're just Christmas. wearing white jackets for Christmas. No. I'm going to edit all this out. None of this is ever. I don't know. Oh, this no, stays this in, Sean. In. Your, your, your realization <laughs> that this is. is actually a, a, an L.A. show needs to stay in. I need, I need to gross. go back and watch this thing from the beginning now because this blows my mind. It totally like, changes. I was thinking this is more of a modern day slime watch along. That's what I thought. I thought this was like a Friends thing. It is, it but it's West it's Coast more. Friends, where the people also, are kind of like... Also, it's a lot funnier and way less cringy. Je- like, Jess is from Portland, Oregon, so they, like, can drive home to see, like, to mm-hmm. get home if they want. It takes a while. Okay. Short flight. For anyway. For Mama's Jamie. So, Day after the mall, uh, Jess takes them to Candy Cane Lane, which is a, a street where all the neighbors, they light up uh, their houses and their yards, and they've got huge displays. And she's saying, before we drive to the airport tonight, we're going to have to drive down Candy Cane Lane and see all the lights. So that's setting up another, it's a Chekhov's Candy Cane Lane. So that's going to come back. Christmas lights. Remember that. Um, And we get our second, and according to my notes, last mention of Hanukkah when Winston uh, sees a menorah, you know, says, Schmidt, there's a menorah for you. There you Mm -hmm. go. There's your Hanukkah content. Um, and you should do an entire series just on movies based around Judaism and call it the Menorah Report. The Wait, Menorah. I think they might mention him being Jewish while he's dressed as sexy Santa at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, mentioning like, him being it. Jewish is one thing versus saying oh, Hanukkah. Oh, but not actually that doesn't make they Hanukkah. Joke about yeah. Okay, okay, Jewish. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Kim, Kim does remind him to use his sexy Santa voice because this isn't Temple. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Which. I don't I don't quite follow that logic, like why, you know, what you can't be a sexy Santa in Temple, but I feel like um, that wouldn't go over well, actually. Yeah. I don't I, he, it might be a hit. But uh but yeah, but I don't think she explicitly mentions Hanukkah. Um so yeah, so we get our, our Hanukkah mention, we've got our, our candy cane lane, so put a pin in that, that'll come back later. We've got another setup. The next bit is we see uh, Schmidt visiting Cece at a photo shoot that she is doing for a Bolivian diet pill when he presents her with his gift, which is a custom perfume. Just for a second, just just, let's stop and recognize that Cece is the after version of the person who takes the Bolivian diet pill. (laughs) Also, that woman is also hot. So they were both beautiful, which is like I'm LA. Not complain about I don't know how like you would think that's New York. That's such either. an LA thing, Sean. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Right. <laughs> well, kill uh, the look like the before. Also, <laughs> we get a we get a nice little. This is I I think he comes back later, but we get a little Robbie ML Amel. Is, is that how you say his last name? K A the that Arrow the guy. Yeah. yeah, who's like oh, Arrow really? for like four thousand seasons on WB? Like this. Yeah. Is he the only time I've watched Arrow is in, with you. <laughs> well, there, he was on it. I guarantee you. <laughs> well, there you go. If it was Arrow, he was there. If he was, ah, you have failed this city. <laughs> Hilarious, and I don't think there are any um, episodes of Arrow that center around Hanukkah, so you can't really talk about it. But if you did, you could make the reference back to New New Girl. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, so I just want to mention the uh, so the ingredients in Cecilia number five are uh, base notes of cocoa for her brownness, uh, sea salt because it sounds like CC, and sandalwood. Up to no good. I guess like yeah, the West Coast thing. Like, I should have picked up on that when he goes sandalwood up to no good. Up to no good. All right. 
I never said I was observant in my day. <laughs> in fairness to me, in I never said I paid attention to anything. I feel like ever. Sean, you won't have to watch the series again. You'll 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 have adopted this mindset by the time this episode is over. Yeah, I'll be into it. And then, uh, well, before we get to our first break, so then we 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 jump back to the apartment. We've got the uh, Jess and Paul gift exchange, and. I think that they're like both going to extremes for like a one month uh, adult sexual relationship we've established there involved physically. Um, so Paul gets just tickets, air flight to Vienna and tickets to the Salzburg Salzburg music festival, which is way too much. And she get unless he, unless he's a billionaire. Is um, he moving and, to Vienna though? I think maybe. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. They don't mention okay. that. I don't know. He, Break up. He's the music teacher. I thought they they break up and like a while later he comes back like engaged to the girl that looks just like Jess, except like she's Asian or something. Yeah, Asian Jess. But Um, he doesn't go anywhere. He just goes off the radar for a while. Okay. Yeah, and Jess gets Paul an atomically correct heart of a fifty-year-old non-smoker that actually beats, which actually is kind of a cute present. Um, It's like maybe. Part of the present, yeah, there's some middle ground uh, there. I feel like she went too low, but he went that's like way that's too like fifth high. Anniversary wedding, if you're actually doing really well as a married, no kids couple, yeah, um, that's, that's like, like a that's like an expensive anniversary, yeah, maybe that's, a, that's a big deal. Present tickets to another country and to a music festival, that's a lot, yeah, that is say, a lot. So, say it was like three months, not one. Still too much. What? Still no, like much. what? What's the No, I'm getting. I don't actually. Need you know, it's like two tickets. I, no, I'm to not actually like asking for one place within the continental United States, and like you go for like, like a long weekend. Yeah. I, I tickets don't to need New help, York and you. a Broadway show would still be too much Sorry, for one month. I was like, I was like, you realize I live on the West Coast, right? Like that's an extravagant gift from the West yeah. Coast. Maybe from where you live, Sean. Right. Just it's, drive up to the city. Yeah. Maybe you know what? If so, if they're in LA, a weekend in San Francisco, that's a good gift. That's not too extravagant. That's not bad. You go to if, Palm if you want to travel. So I think travel's like, unless you know someone really well, like say, oh, I got to pack. I got to leave my house for a gift. This is you've created Never work the for first, me. Like you don't give travel as a gift unless you've already traveled together. Are that weekend it's, away. Yeah. Otherwise, a, you don't know if it's a gift. First right. weekend away is a big deal, and that usually has to require some sort of initiative, like, oh, it's Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, or it's a birthday, or some sort of bigger gift giving behind it than just like, yeah. oh, it's been a month. Or it doesn't have to be yeah. a gift; it's something you plan together. Yeah, yeah. Traveling is good; it's a good indicator of how well you're doing together. So good for them, but it doesn't work out that way, so maybe not so much. I like Vienna. Yeah. Much. I really, I really love Paul's response. So obviously, Jess is instantly. Um, self-conscious, you know, the, the disparity in the difference between the, the two gifts. So she's, you know, she's feeling awkward. And, you know, his explanation that it's funny and quirky and so sweet, just like you. His That's response like, you know, I mean, really is very sweet. Like he right. is like, he just, he does make like. Oh, Genslinger is a good guy, but I feel like his um, emotional go-kart missing a governor it's it's just going he, away does, he lacks a bit of emotional yeah. maturity yeah he's like oh i like you we have good sex together we now it's are love, right? in love no bro let's go to vienna 
Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's when he says, I love it. I love you. Ugh. And Jess says, thank you. Thank you. I love you the first time is like a marriage proposal. It should not be a surprise to either one when it is said. <laughs> if Both you been holding out, it in for yeah. a while. Yeah, right. you, you sit on it, you sit on it, you sit on it. You know it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. This whole like springing out. Oh my God, that that is one of the most cringe moments. Way don't do it with like a Christmas gift. Because that's like just putting too much pressure on everything. It's a lot of yeah. pressure. Yeah. Oh, shut well, up, like, Sean. You've been married for 150 years. Like, seriously. You don't, have, you don't get to comment. For a 25-year-old, but you've been married for 100 years. I still haven't <laughs> said it. You know, I don't want to be too soon on it. I'm still I, holding you know it. What I playing my cards your, close to my chest. I appreciate your willingness to really just wait for the right moment. Just yeah. waiting for the It wasn't when you were saying I do. It, it still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that patience yeah. is really probably yeah. going to not pay off for you <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's not going to pay. All right. So let's, uh, I'm going to step out. Let's wrap it up. So that, that closes out uh, the first act of, uh, of this episode. Um, so I want to ask you, do you think, does, is this really, does this really count as a Hanukkah special? Or is this sort of just a, a uh, what I like to call a Christmas, a Christmas special with the Jewish friend? This is definitely Schmidt Christmas. Schmidt weren't with the Jewish. Jewish they would not have uttered a single word about Hanukkah the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. So so all the all the episodes we're covering um, in this series from my holiday special this year came up. I just you know kind of went online, did a web search. Give me like what are the top uh, you know top television Hanukkah episodes? And yeah, this came up, and I watched it, and I'm like, I have no idea why you're on this list. This is yeah, this is literally a Christmas special. There's Amenora off screen. Yeah, we don't even see the menorah. It's off it's screen. Credited, uncredited is menorah. That's a basically the level of uh, uh, exposure that uh, Tim has in as his role. And he is the menorah of the episode. He's in. <laughs> the menorah of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't think this really. Um, really good at all in that in that respect so does not score well on the hanukkah special scale but it's not um yeah but maybe it can redeem itself we'll see i I have, I have a good feeling that uh that things will look up from you um so let's let's jump into it so act two opens up we're at the aforementioned holiday party um we're walking in uh, associated you know, strategies Paul, which is one of the most generic company names that's ever been uttered in Hollywood history. That's the point. <laughs> it's so lame. Yeah. I guess they, you know, they didn't have to worry about clearances or anything like that with, with that. Name. I, like come up with something really bland, but you know, looks good in a silver font. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it could be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. So CC is already there to, to greet, uh, you know, greet the gang as they walk in. Uh, Jess and Paul and Winston and Nick um, just says, oh, you're, you know, you're wearing my present, which is a fake mustache. Um, and a giant watch. Like a, yeah. And a giant watch. It's like a, yeah. you look like a man accessory set. Okay, yeah. It's like a fashion thing. I never get watches, but yeah. you see people on like online who have like these massive, massive watches on. You're like, what's wrong with your phone? You don't need to know the time yeah. that bad. 
Right. I feel like that was like a, a 20 teens thing, you know, 2010, 2011, the really big, even for women, like the really big masculine watch. That's just too much. She's got that. And uh, as we said, Schmidt is there and he's, yeah, he's there as the sexy Santa. And that's where Kim breaks in like, hey, Santa voice, this isn't Temple. Which again, I don't, don't know if that makes sense, but there you go. Um, and as as George alluded to, Nick, you know, Nick's role as just someone who pushes the the narrative along. Uh, Nick Nick corners Paul out on the balcony and says, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. First, it's uh, Nick and we get Nick and Jess talking, and Jess confesses to Nick that you know Paul has said I love you. And I couldn't say it back. And I'm always the one who loves more. Um, you know, Nick says, you know, hey, if you don't have feelings, just tell him. Um, That's the right choice. You got to be honest about it. Yeah. Or at least, or at least watch it in a way that makes it seem like I'm open to more, but just not right now. Which is what she does, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's received. But Nick, uh, yeah. And then, well, Jess mentions, you know, you don't, she doesn't want to break up with them on Christmas, but then it's New Year's then Valentine's Day, then President's Day. You know, there's always another holiday. There's never a good time, which just goes to the point. Just rip off that Band-Aid. Just do it now. Yeah. Um, then we cut to um, Jess and Cece in the office bathroom. Um, so uh, Jess asks, what are you doing here? Uh, Cece says, Kyle's being a jerk. And Jess says, eating cookies and avoiding confrontation. Which I realize this is not, you know, it's a private office, so it's not, I don't know, not entirely a public bathroom. I mean, it's not like a, a bus station or a highway, you know, rest stop, but still, you're eating in a bathroom. Also, don't is sit on a... the floor. Yeah, don't oh. sit on the floor. And also, I just want to like, like, hop back real quick and point out the fact that that is not a watch. That is just a really big bracelet. Is it? Just Do you see really it in that bracelet? scene where they're looking at it? It is a sparkly, like brooch type thing on a black leather band but it's not a watch it's not an actual timepiece. it's not a watch oh it's just like uh yeah oh, this show is set in la watch. it's not about hanukkah and that's not a watch Sean. and it's uh. not a watch the revelations just keep on coming keep rolling out come on yeah um so then the next part is when uh nick approaches paul out on the balcony and says and that's where he chops the Classic miscommunication, Mr. Yeah. And you you know his heart's in a good place. He's trying to help soften the blow. He's trying to like lay the stage, like, dude, I'm sorry, whatever, blah, blah, but ends up just what it's really like is like, I get it, man. I really want to bone Jess forever too. Like, <laughs> like I feel you, bro. Now's just not yeah. the right time for either of us. Yeah. You know, they make a cute couple that you know their bangs match. They both got yeah. the bangs going on, Paul I mean, and Jess. You know, it's just their Justin kids would Long have great. And, Zo and Zoe Deschanel. Can you like is there a more like being pair? No, they, they do look they make a good set. They look good together. They look like salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then yeah, so um Justin Long gets to do like a little bit of his, you know, gonna cry pouty face. Yeah, that's his signature. That he, that's like that him and Michael Sarah's like confused but constipated face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we get a little bit of we cut to Winston, who is hanging out with a little kid. 
Before we uh, get to there, I would like to oh, uh, we yeah. back back to the bathroom real quick, where we first oh, get yeah. a little bit of heart to heart with Jess and CC, where they're talking about feelings. We get the lady coming out talking about how deadly the eggnog is because she just left oh, the shit. stall. <laughs> and then we get this the the scene where um, CC uh, actively finally takes out the gift that that Schmidt got her, sprays the perfume on her wrist, smells it, and then promptly retches and almost throws up in the corner of the bathroom because it's that. Yeah. that. But it's still a sweet gift. It's a it's, wonderfully it's, thought out gift, but sometimes the thought does not. Merit no, I that think level. that I actually think the, that gift is the definition of the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Sure, because, but I do but think it's it's kind of like cooking, where you're supposed to taste things as you're cooking, so you know yeah. if it's you know if it's too much salt or not enough or you know whatever you're doing wrong. Like yeah, it, the thought that's was really not nice. How it do, but. He should have smelled it and realized, oh, I need to I need to come up with something else or remix or something like he should have smelled also, it before he gave it to her. The fact that it's CC number five indicating that there were four other versions before that he did <laughs> no, smell and he liked the four others. Chanel Chanel number five. No, he was going Chanel number five. It's Cecilia Chanel. Okay. Well, number five. Well, you know what? Five. I knew that could have been an idea, but the idea that that was the fifth iteration and that was the result yeah. is like, no, mm, that's it's because bad. it took five tries to get it. That gross. Yeah, it was worse my, before. Yeah, that's my head cannon that he did. You know, he did many batches, he, and this was the best. My head cannon is that Schmidt's nose is just broken. His nose. He thought it sounded great. And as big as it is, hey, because he's Jewish. Uh, I do like the timing because it's right after going back to something you point out, George. It's jet. You know, because they're they're there. They're talking. They don't want to face. Um, you know, the whole world outside. And Jess says, I wish I could stay in this bathroom all night. And then right after that, there's flush. And then a woman comes out of the stall and all that eggnog. Eggnog is deadly. Uh, eggnog is deadly. Yeah. And then Cece tries to perfume, which there are. So if they're in a stinky bathroom. Yeah. And the the perfume is even worse than that. Notes of nog poop. Gag. Yeah. Yeesh. Um. So, yeah, and then Winston hanging out with the kid, complaining about, uh, you know, who wants, you know, complaining about work that he doesn't have. Who wants to sit at a desk all day? You know, you got to call Wednesday hump day. Um, and then, you know, kind of Winston asks, what, what's up with the kid? And he says, mommy won't let me sit on Santa's lap. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's good. Yes. Good move, mother. Bad move bringing your kid to a grown up adult office Christmas party. Like You made one but... decent parenting decision tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I, and they don't say it. I just assume she couldn't find a sitter. Can't win them all. I mean, I, I'm yeah. assuming she could. I, she couldn't have also, found one because she can afford one based on what she says later. It's not about money. Yeah. It was about availability. About it also money. feels exactly. like this is the kind of company, and the, like if you didn't come to this party, you don't work there anymore. Like it feels like attendance was mandatory. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. uh, politics going on here. A lot of CNBC type things. Yeah. Right. So it's also an all party where they let you bring your roommates and friends and children. Kind of those an open parties door like party. that for sure. I mean, Which is you nice. get those like yeah. office parties that are like you get a plus one and you get this and that. Then there's like literally just whatever. It's open bar. We can afford it. Just bring everybody. More the merrier. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut back. We cut over to uh, uh, Nick and Paul on the balcony, and then Jess walks out and sees them hugging. And, uh, you know, she obviously senses something up. 
she asks, why are you hugging? Paul, ever the, the sweet guy that he is, tries to make up a quick lie. Says, uh, you know, we're talking about how moved we are by jazz music. And Nick, the instigator that he is, has to confess, has to tell the truth. And I guess honesty is the best policy when you're Nick just can't lie. Yeah, he's bad at it. And also, we, this is where we run into the, um, the, the, the locked door gag, where the balcony uh-huh. door keeps locking every time this goes out. And so he's trapped out there with these two um, yeah. and his honesty. Listen, if you think that that wouldn't happen to me, then you've never met me. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I would love to see you locked in a bathroom with somebody else. And then the, the gag is that it's the slide door and you were pushing on it. And <laughs> I the can't get out. I can't get was out. unnecessarily experienced because you forgot to check all dimensions. Because I forgot that I slid the door closed when I got in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so be- before, <laughs> yeah. Before anyone says that this is just a sitcom trope of people getting locked in places that this never happens, we'll just say third of us on this yes, podcast have happen. lived that experience. <laughs> you don't. We're not going to say which. This, if you don't believe that this is a trope because it happens to people in real life, then you need more friends. Yes. Or you just sure. need more drunk. And you need to be friends Not with Not me, Liz. because I'm full up. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty locked out. She's good. I got a bracelet to prove it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I want to jump forward a, a little bit. Not a bracelet. Yeah. So, bracelet, not a watch. Um, so, I mean, some stuff happens. Nick gets a call from his mom. He promises her he's not high and he won't miss the flight this year. Um, just wants to take it slow. Paul doesn't know if he can do that, which doesn't make a ton of, I mean, I guess I, I know how you might feel that in the moment, but like, is going slow with Jess better than no Jess at all? Does it it's have to be like all she or nothing? She doesn't, it's not like when you're like, oh my gosh, I have deep feelings for this person and they just want to be friends with me. That's right. not what she's saying. She's just no. saying like, before I tell you that I'm in love with you, I want to make sure that that's like, yeah, as true as I can. Yeah, she just asked him to pump the brakes while she sort of like figures their stuff out. And his response is, "Nah, right." I mean, hey, hey. 150 years ago, before I was married, um, I I wanted to take it slow. My my now wife made it very clear that she was interested in in getting more serious than I wanted to be. Similar to to Jess, I had come out of a a relationship and, and felt that my heart was broken and didn't want to jump into anything. And I wanted to go slow, and she hung in there. She, you know, gave me the time I needed to come around. You knew your heart wasn't like... broken because she gave you a CAT scan. Okay. <laughs> I think those do brains, but all right. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's full anyway. body. Anyway. So anyway. It's Christmas. It's an MRI you love you. An... you... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's been fun. I got to go now. Um <laughs> I just broke like this. no, like somebody gives you a stuffed anatomical heart, and that's when you choose to be like, "I love you," and you expect them to say it in return. Yeah, yeah, Genslinger, read my the buddy, room. my read, buddy. Read the room. All right, Edie, where are his yeah. friends? I don't think he has any, which is why he latches on so quickly. Yeah, Genslinger needs friends. The lonely man yeah. is, uh, you know. Well, listen, it was 2011. He, group chats like just weren't really a thing yet. We would not have let him do this. No, no, he needs some friends to, yeah, straighten him out. He needs a group chat. What, whatever it's called. What? Well, yeah, whether it's called for the culture or you know something else. (laughs) 
so then we cut it's over to, um, to to Schmidt and Kim, and he's he's putting his foot down. No more sexy Santa. Santa's dead. I killed him. And of course, in in classic sitcom fashion, that's the exact moment that Elvin walks in as Schmidt he, confesses to killing Santa, and the kid screams. He did that because Cece gave him the courage to. He did. All the way back yeah. in season one, yeah. Cece and Schmidt really uh, are good for each other. Well, TP, yeah. they've been they've been there since the jump, like yeah. four four episodes in, something like five, maybe whatever. No more sexy Easter Bunny, no more Cinco de Sexy, no more sexy MLK, which I think is very problematic and should not be a thing that Schmidt does. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> okay, yeah. John just said it was inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going from where Schmidt is thinking. That's where Schmidt's head is. No, it's not where Schmidt's head is. Schmidt doesn't want to do these things. Schmidt wants to be taken seriously as a professional. It's Schmidt's colleagues. Exactly. Exactly. This is an office. This is a place of business. He's he's the hardest worker. He's the first one there every day, which I'm not sure why he thinks that if there's no parking spaces. Well, but. he's trying to say, I'm the first one here every day. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, She's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I can't find just, a place to park. Because yeah. everyone else is here before me. Before me. For me. Yeah. Not sure how that works. Um, all right. Let's let's take another break. Um, and follow up. This is kind of a, a A and you know, kind of part B to part A of my first question. And uh so this this is um does this episode capture the spirit of Hanukkah? And that is whatever Hanukkah means to you. What do you think? Liz, you go first. No uh, I mean, in terms of like bringing light and love into the world through the relationships you make and, you know, whatever the people you meet, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but... There's like not actually like spirit of Hanukkah is about the best it can do because there's no actual Hanukkah. Right. So what do you think, George? I think that if you're meaning in, in the way that the majority of the United States overlooks Hanukkah, except for the occasional mm -hmm. token reference, then I think it's spot on. Oh, fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. It was certainly there as well. Um, I'm going to say, yes, I actually give this an en enthusiastic, I mean, maybe not, maybe not a hundred percent because it doesn't like a big thing in Judaism, like every holiday involves the retelling of the story of how the holiday happened. And like, this has got literally none of that. I mean, barely has any Hanukkah at all. As we no said, Hebrew. yeah, I think we don't even, we, we don't even see the menorah. <laughs> I think the nod to that might be the recurring joke about how Nick always misses his flight back home for Christmas. That's yeah. retelling the story of how he always misses That's the flight back home. But, but my point, but I will give it four out of five. I think this does capture a lot of the spirit of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the, you know, the festival of lights. The celebration involves lighting candles or oil lantern, you know, oil lights or, you know, some kind of light. We, we, we get the, uh, you know, spoiler alert, at the end, we return to Candy Cane Lane, we get the lights, um, Light up. you know, we get we get that aspect of the holiday, as you said, Liz, we get the, the friends and family coming together, we get, um, and we get a little bit of a miracle. Um, I mean, I, I'll, you know, just kind of fast forward to the to the end. Um, 
when they return to Candy Cane Lane, it's too late and all the lights are, are turned off. Um, and they're, you know, they're all morose. And, and Nick is sad because this was going to be his Christmas gift to Jesse or Jess. And Jess is, oh, you know, down. I'm always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, uh, you know, Nick starts screaming, you know, hey, wake up, turn on the lights. Um, and everyone starts screaming. Schmidt gives the signal for everyone to join in. And then the lights come on. It was dark. And suddenly there's lights. It's a Hanukkah miracle. And there you oh. go. I And I got to admit, you know, I've watched this episode like three or four times in the past three or four days preparing for this episode. Every time I get to that point, I, my eyes get a little misty. It, it touches me. I get emotional when those lights start coming on. Um, you know, even I know it's coming. I've seen it before, but it, it gets to me. I think this really does capture the spirit of Hanukkah. I like it. Nice. Now, how can, how you can capture the spirit of Hanukkah without mentioning Hanukkah? <laughs> you know, I don't know how, but somehow they figured it out. They did it for me. They, you know what? They banded together and they believed and they made yeah. the light happen. Exactly. The power that, of belief and friendship and love, they yeah, made the light happen. At the end of the day, isn't that really the story of Hanukkah? Yes. That, tell that the story. Is, that's it. Yeah. I, I think this, so I, 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 you know, I think this does capture the spirit of Hanukkah, at least what modern Hanukkah New York version of Hanukkah. <laughs> Oh man, there have been way more bagels in LA New York. Way more bagels. Yeah, if honestly, Sean, how do you watch this and not like if it was actually set in New York, Hanukkah would have gotten more than just a passing reference. For sure. There would have been more than one menorah. Yeah. Wouldn't have had to be sexy Santa. Well, that also that answers answers another question I have. So while they're out, so while they're out, when Nick starts yelling to, for the people to wake up and turn their lights back on, I, I, I didn't pick up who, but someone says it's 2 a.m., you know, to say, like, it's it's too late to be yelling. And I was trying to figure out, like, if it's lights at 4 and it's only 2 and there's not going to be much traffic at 2 a.m., you know, anywhere. So I'm like, how, how long is it going to take them to get to the airport? Because I know all the airports around the New York area are kind of close together, but maybe LAX is like... I don't know. It's super far outside the city or something. Oh, LAX maybe is in the middle of town. Oh, maybe he's flying out of Ontario. Maybe he needs to get, you know, sorry. What, what airport he's flying Nick. out of. Nick will get lost. You have to get him there in plenty of time. Yeah. Because he will like have something in his pockets and get stuck in security, yeah. probably get detained. Right. There's all those so freeways like and the drive-bys and, I'd also point out that when they pull up to Candy Cane Lane, there's a very much a visible menorah in the background. Whatever. The there. It's next to the Santa Claus, which in the very next scene is laying over on its face when it's up upright when they first get there. Uh, it's there. Yeah. You say so. Okay. So that makes sense. In LA. That makes sense how it could be 2 a.m. and that they're not going to make it to the airport in time to make a... Are a you kidding me? So, there's like... If, I, if it was 2 a.m. and I had a 4 a.m. flight and I was on Candy Cane Lane and not pulling into the airport, I don't know if I would be having a panic attack. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've traveled with her. I know this is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would like to point out, Sean, for another nail in your New York coffin, they drive <laughs> like 10 minutes and they are in a residential neighborhood. You tell me where in Manhattan, any any of the boroughs, you're going to have anything that looks like a standalone oh, house yeah. except for Long if Island. If this is set in New York, it's on Long Island. There's Way the out Long Island. 
Like, oh my god! So it's There's the menorah. It's been on Long Island the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> there it is. So it's 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 dark. It's two a.m. There's this giant white snowman, inflatable Frosty, and then next to it is this brown menorah that completely it's not lit up. It's, it's camouflaged. It's, not it's there. It's not lit up, but it is there. So yes, okay. So there you go. Five out of five. This is the best Hanukkah there you episode. Go. Thank you. Because <laughs> you actually Wait, get to see the menorah. Hang on. Well, I do. So I do have one more question that I want to ask. And um, so in our previous seasons on Next Scene Podcast, our holiday specials, usually it's, you know, traditions. It's the holiday, you know, the holiday movies we watch year after year. We talk about, you know, traditions, you know, what foods and what things do you do every year. And so my question is, um, is is this episode part of you know is this suitable for a yearly rewatch or maybe it already is is this part of your yearly holiday traditions can you watch this over and over again could be i think i actually think so i mean i no no it has the potential to be but if you're asking from a personal level i don't give this episode two thoughts when it comes to like what i want to watch (laughs) only thing i like the only thing i watch every every year is star wars I, I don't. That's that's what I watch when I wrap Christmas presents. Yeah. I just I don't know. You don't just know watch that you. holiday special. Happy oh, Life no. Day. Actually, no, 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 no. The motion picture. The, the motion picture. Of I knew. They're not the droids you're looking for. That's like no, I'm wrapping gifts. That's, that's what, good. That's a good tradition. But you mean, you mean the Christmas sequel to Obi Wan? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. The yeah, uh, one, two seasons in a movie or whatever. The Obi Wan yeah. and. Movie. and, and and the sequel to to the sequel to Rogue One. Yes, Rogue One. the yeah. lit- literal. I wanted to say Air Force One. Little. I'm like, that's not oh, right. <laughs> I like that's this for holiday podcast. viewing. I like that there are thoughtful moments that you do mm-hmm. get the experience of gift giving can be really, really uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. When, but that's also can be an indication that that's like not the right person to be buying gifts for because yeah. gifts just gets her roommates a love and she knew that they would love them even if on the surface they would tell her never buy me roller skates uh, well they do have that one pair they're not going to need another one for a long time so yeah i think that there's that cute fun moment of she really got them something that they loved and in their own way, Schmidt and Nick were both very thoughtful with their gifts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a thoughtful, like Nick is broke. He got nothing. But the fact that just, it, it's funny that you mentioned way... like the, the ease of gift giving is comparable to the level of energy or, 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 you know, whatever you have with someone, if you, if you're into them, because in the beginning we get him wrapping up a pack of tacks for his 12 year old nephew, but at the end we see him doing a very sweet, selfless, like thoughtful, like top to bottom gift for this person who he supposedly doesn't know that well. Yeah. And I mean, and not only does he, it's something that would make her happy. It doesn't work at the start, so he has to put extra effort into making mm-hmm. it happen for her. To push it through, and, rather than just like, "Hey, I thought of this place," but he's really threatening with a yeah. uh, with a with a trespassing restraint order. And he, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't just give up on it. It's yeah. not like, "Oh, well, okay, 
my bad. I'm Nick. You expect me to fuck this up. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm Nick. He you delivered. expect me to get this wrong. <laughs> right. Hey, Which, I what? guess in a way that is the the Nick story arc growth for this episode because we go from whatever I'm just going to give Winston a burrito and a pail for a gift <laughs> to an actual like mean, moment like, of yeah. Those don't even go together. That didn't make sense. I mean, if, I, it's, if it depends on what happens with the burrito, you might need the pail later. Yeah, those you might need that pail. <laughs> <laughs> that burrito was not refrigerated, so okay. no, it was in an actual. Yeah, no, it wasn't even insulated yeah. pail. I like that because it's kind of a contrast to Schmidt, who is like, "Yeah, this perfume stinks, but I'm just going to give it to her anyway, and not take the extra step of like maybe trying. You know, maybe CC number six would have been the one that actually smelled good. Whereas, yeah, Nick keep working. You know, Nick doesn't give up. He's like, I'm gonna. You know, it, it's uh, also you know, very season one. It's it, these are still season one characters. So Schmidt is yeah. that is very Schmidt. He is very about the packaging and mm-hmm. not what's the actual content. Yeah. And so you got to give him a place to be really vapid and shallow and vain to have him grow yeah. throughout the series. Room to grow, right? But but it also okay. had that kernel of he's yes he thought CC was just like beyond gorgeous since episode one like the moment he laid eyes on her but he also does actually care about her mm-hmm. and so you get that kernel of yeah it's about the pretty bottle and what the words I can say but he did put thought into it and you know he doesn't care if it smells gross on her he cares that she wore it whereas the guy she's there with is like if you put on that man mustache I'm leaving mm-hmm yeah. So I will Which obviously like has there is a cologne perfume that has dominant notes of, of cocoa and sandalwood and it's called uh it's by Sonoma and it's a unisex perfume c- cologne. And I think sea salt doesn't really smell like anything. So I think if you put those scents together, it wouldn't be a smell that smell I, that bad. Actually when he went he must have done something very wrong because if you list those ingredients, I was like That's not oh, that I bad of a perfume. I, good, I've heard yeah. that before. Like, that doesn't sound awful. I actually might wear that. Yeah. Well, also, it may be a personal thing. The perfume does kind of react with your body chemistry. So it, it's not going to smell the if same. If her response to sandalwood is the same as my response to patchouli, then yes, I exactly get where yeah. she's coming from. Yeah. It's Maybe it's wild. like cilantro. She's got like some genetic thing. Oh, just yeah. Sandalwood she's a super well. smeller. Yeah. Super it tastes like smell. soap. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this obviously this episode was not has not been part of my yearly tradition. Um, but well, yeah, after watching it, you know, a bunch this this past week, I could see this. Maybe, you know, maybe not like a must watch every year, but I could see pulling this out every few years. Um, I feel like if you're one of those people that yeah. needs to like lock in, like from the day after Thanksgiving until New Year's Eve or whatever, with nothing but holiday programming, and you're just looking to fill a slot. Yeah, this is right in there. This is this is easy. To know. But yeah. I think if you're just like cherry picking what's out there, you just like pick it like you have your favorites and maybe some new things, then this probably wouldn't pop up on your radar. Yeah. Well, I can see you can kind of pair it up. You do a double header. So, um, you know, you watch the Rugrats and that gives you the traditional, you know, kind you of religious background. You learn over. about Hanukkah. You get you get the story yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. Over um, they do have a Passover. No, they do have but, uh, a Passover episode also. But yeah, so you get kind of the, you, you kind of, you know, you get your, you get your vegetables with your, you know, with your steak or with your treat, you know, you, you, you do the, you get your, you eat your meal first, you eat your vegetables with the rugrats, then you get your sweet dessert and, you know, you kind of covers the, um, 
you know, kind of the gift giving aspect of the holiday that's that's become part of Hanukkah as well as Christmas. So all that stuff, you know, can apply. Um, so yeah, I can I can see this as something that I you know rewatch for holiday seasons to come. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. New Girl season one, episode nine. It's not too bad, and it's uh, you know, it ends on a very nice note. But I yeah it does I. I still think Nick is already, you know, he's calling his mom. I, and we don't know how long they're there. Um, you know, how long does it take them to wake everybody up? And then how long do they enjoy the lights before the neighbors start threatening to call the cops? It's, you know, maybe 2.15 or 2, or sorry. Yeah, 2.15 or 2.20. I still think he could make the flight um, if they really try. But he's already calling his mom saying, I, I, yeah, honestly, like, late, not high. I feel like this is also a little bit of foreshadowing to later episodes when we find out Liz's, I mean, not Liz's, I mean, we know Liz's, but um, Nick's relationship with his family and like how it's a little bit on the, uh, the, the strained side of times given their vibe. So there could be a subtext of like, he doesn't want to go home. Uh, he does anyway. So he's dragging his feet. Like I'm going to miss my flight, that sort of thing. So, I mean, I think well, that's might... obviously in love with Jess. So spending yeah. Christmas with her is more. This is his first chance to spend Christmas with her, so he's going to take as much mm-hmm. time as he can instead yeah. of flying home. Maybe to get mom. some rebound action because you know that thing with oh, yeah. Paul just broke up. Just broke up, yeah. yeah. Old Saint Nick. Yeah. You know she's into that weird nerdy sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got the coupon in his possession now. He's got, he he did. He walked off with the coupon. He can redeem one wild that. night. Yeah, which he said he was going to give to his mother, but hey, Mr. Swipe. <laughs> This now, isn't he doesn't have he gonna do now he can keep it. Was yeah. he going to do fax it to her? I mean, that man probably has a fax machine. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's yeah. connected to anything. Like, he but, has yeah, it. But he has it. Yeah. It's in his car. All right. So there you go. So that's that's New Girl. That was a nice episode. Anything, any parting thoughts? Any uh, Anything else you feel you need to say? Merry uh, Christmas. I'm- now stop yelling before I call the cops. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, from a couple of Gentiles to everyone of the Jewish faith, happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Um, so yeah, so why don't you let let our listeners know? We'll start with you, Liz. You know, folks want to hear more from you. I know they do. Let them know where they can find you. You did some podcasts in the past. I mean, yeah, there's if and you maybe have... maybe more in the future. You know you what? No. If you haven't listened to Mean Girls Minute, there are 96 episodes of nonsense to listen to there. I guessed it on some fine movies by minutes podcasts, such as Mogwai Minute, uh, okay. and Minute Impossible, and mm-hmm. Titanic Minute, mm-hmm. and Star Wars Minute. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to me talk all the time, you can come work for me. Good. Just kidding, we're not hiring. Just, yeah, they're on a freeze. You can get paid to listen to Liz. That's a dream <laughs> job right there. And so, George, where you know, folks, I know they want to hear more from you. I mean, of course, because I mean, just if you if you enjoyed my pun work here, just uh, tune in for more. It gets worse. It, it gets absolutely oh, worse. It gets uh, so much worse. Mogwai minute, which there's 212 episodes of that, where you can revel in the family uh, goodness of of me arguing with a British man. Um, there's about pineapples uh, on pizzas. So, I mean, it's a constant conversation topic. Um, Yeah, and if you'd like, I mean, many, many, many 
guest appearances, multiples of Sean's and Liz's and everyone else's and that sort of thing. And also you can check out one whole season of Elementary, my dears, uh, where I talk about the show Elementary one episode at a time with my friend Allison. That might get more seasons if we ever have time. If yeah. everybody gets together and wishes real hard, <laughs> we might do way to do <laughs> Everybody waits real good. Yeah. Might you get wish a on every minute. single candle of that Hanukkah that menorah. You might get a Dune minute. Wait, maybe. Maybe. It'll be a podcast miracle. We can have a Dune minute. When they Ooh, create boy, a holiday just it? for podcasting, then maybe. <laughs> it will be because of us. Then. That holiday's miracle. <laughs> we'll get a Dune minute. God bless maybe and, uh, one of the several other podcasts I've agreed to do. Yeah. And you can you can always find us at nextscenepod.com. Um, if you haven't heard our previous holiday specials and you want to go back and listen with uh, those other episodes that we've done with uh, George and Liz, you can find that. For most of those, for uh, sure. Nextscenepod.com. We're at nextscenepod on the social media, which uh, does not include Twitter because uh, Twitter doesn't exist anymore. Because why? Twitter's a garbage fire right now. I think they just locked everybody out of the building and they don't know how to get back in. Yeah. They, uh, it, they, they told everyone. the person with the keys. <laughs> I like this move. They told everyone no more remote work. You have to come into the office. And then they locked all the doors and disabled everyone's uh, card access. So no one can come into the office. And that way, Elon can fire everyone and not have to pay any severance. He's crazy he like a just, boxing guy. He will run yeah. Twitter himself. Yeah. Crazy like a Florida man. <laughs> crazy like a yeah. Florida man. Um, man but you can find man. us. Like, um, at least as of this recording, Facebook still exists. Elon hasn't destroyed, you know, purchased and destroyed that yet. Um, so you can find us at our listeners group, the Jelly of the Month Club. So hop in there. You can share your... Um, you know, what What TV shows did you think were set in New York that turned out were actually set in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, let's get a list of those. <laughs> let's get a list of those going. And uh, we'll call that one. And, uh, Sean was this many days old when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how many of them will surprise Sean? A lot of them, I'm sure. Sean, did you know that um, Golden Girls is set in Florida, not yeah. New York? I or Kentucky. I think I knew that. I think I figured that out, that they retired down to Florida. But they might have been from New York originally, but they were all retired. I don't want to. Um, 227 is set in New York. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? Really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was a thing. But Austin? I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, but uh, so anyway, listeners, come back tomorrow night for the sixth night of Hanukkah and also the first night of Festivus where we will be discussing a show that I'm pretty sure was set in New York, and that'll be Seinfeld. So uh, come on back to that. <laughs> and we will see you next time on The Next Scene. I'll be home for Christmas if all